welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. But just because you can't see what's going on behind the scenes, because you can't see what's going on in the other realm, doesn't mean that God is not working through your prayer. Amen. When you pray, something is happening. When you pray, mountains are moving. When you pray, God is listening. why he created mankind in the first place because he desired a relationship and the God that created everything would come down every single day in the cool of the evening and he would communicate with his creation that has never changed there's nowhere that I find in the Bible where he said that's ever gone away he still desires to have a relationship with you he still desires to talk with you he cares about your problem no matter how big or how small it might be God is in the midst of moving towards his people through prayer amen praise the Lord grab your Bibles today being a grandpa uh, is an awesome thing and uh, I look over and see our latest grandson, Silas, here. This church has four generations. If my mother were healthy enough to be here, four generations, three generations represented today. And uh, my wife is in her happy place right now. <laughs> She's good at a lot of things, folks. I mean, she she is good at a lot of things, and she loves a lot of people and a lot of things, but I don't know if there's anything that she's better at than what she's doing right now, and that is being a grandmother to those five grandchildren of ours. Amen. Uh, maybe I'll say a little bit more about him later, and uh, but I just wanted to recognize him on his first service at Landmark Apostolic Church. He's nice and quiet. <laughs> uh, he's nice and quiet right now. <laughs> I started to say being a grandpa has uh, afforded me a lot of different things, a lot of smiles, a lot of happy times, and uh, several of our grandchildren now are at the age where they've gone through the same stage that our, our own children went through many many years ago uh, where they ask the question why we'll clean up your room why because I said so why you know <laughs> you better understand that you need to have a better answer than because I said so and you know asking the questions why is not a is not a bad thing but we need to have some answers today and I, I want to preach to you or speak to you this morning about something that is a very powerful tool in the Christian arsenal but sometimes it may not feel that way and that is prayer I want to talk to you about why we pray 1 Corinthians 9 24 the Apostle Paul was writing know ye not that they which run in a race run all but one receiveth the prize so run that ye may obtain he says you know, go for the prize. If you're going to run, run to win. Don't just look to be average. Don't just look to get through it. Run to win it. 
And every man that striveth for the master is temperate. It means he's disciplined in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but he says we do it to obtain an incorruptible crown. I therefore so run not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Paul said, I am controlled and I am in check with my walk with God. There's some things that I must do as a child of God if I want to remain in this race. He said, less that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Amen. Made me think of a time long ago, and I'll let you be seated in just a moment if you just stay standing for just a, another minute here. But when Landon was a small boy, and maybe eight or nine years old, and we allowed him to join this local soccer team, that just the, the township there, they had all the boys play soccer, and he said he wanted to be a part of that. I can remember one particular coach that reminds me of this scripture that Paul said, lest I myself should be a castaway. I preach to others, but I, I'm lost. And it reminded me of this time when there was one particular coach out there, and all those boys were out there, and they were running. He'd stand, and he'd scream, run faster, run harder. You, you, need to, you guys are being lazy. And he was about 120 pounds overweight. As a matter of fact, I think he was breaking a sweat, hollering at the other kids to run harder, run faster. And it just reminded me, I thought, well, that's easy for you to sit back there on the bench and tell them to run. It doesn't look like you've done much running, you know, uh, your own self. Maybe, maybe you ought to lead them by example. I thought, dear God, don't let me be the type of person, don't let us be the type of Christians that, that tell others how to live but fail to live ourselves in a way that helps us get to heaven i want to make it to heaven i want you to make it too but I, I want to go with you is that all right is that all right if i make it to heaven with you amen i want to go there praise the lord you may be seated today one more portion of scripture that i want to read for you um i'm going to read it to you out of the living bible ephesians 6 12 and 13 for we're not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies. The evil rulers of the unseen world, those mighty satanic, satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world, and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. You hear what this word is saying to us this morning? Is we're not just wrestling things that, that are like us. We're wrestling things that are not like us. We're not just wrestling things, although there's a, enough things in this natural world for us to wrestle with. It's not the only thing that the child of God is wrestling with. We're also wrestling with things that are spiritual. The Bible goes on to say, so use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy Whenever he attacks, and when it is all over, 
you will still be standing up. Amen. At the end of the day, I know that some days I walk into my home and I'm battle weary, I'm battle worn, I've got cuts and scrapes and bruises and uh, I've got things that I've been battered with all day long. Maybe you may not be able to see those things because they're not, they're not natural cuts and they're not natural scrapes and they're not natural bruises, but they are spiritual wounds that have, that have been, uh, put on my body throughout the course of the day, on my spirit, and we can walk in and we can find ourselves wounded. And so my day, I don't consider it to be a success if I've gone through the day without having any wounds, without being beaten down, without dealing with some things that have come against me. But I I count a day a success that when at the end of the day, I can look at the devil right before I go to sleep and say, you may have done your best today, devil, but I'm still serving God. I still love God. I'm still giving him my all. I'm laying down my head tonight, putting my trust, my faith, my confidence in Jesus Christ. You didn't not get me I'm still standing upon the word of God and upon the truth of God amen there are times when we ask the question why am I praying why do I pray I'm, I'm kind of a, a sap for DIY projects I, I anybody else a D, do it yourself or you know okay and my of course my children are yeah, absolutely got a lot of you in here and and i i i enjoy um, you know, uh, looking at videos, you know, or if I have a little issue or problem, you know, is there some way that I can fix this, you know, without spending any money on it? Is there some, you know, I like those, uh, do it yourself projects, you know, eight ways to improve your life with toothpaste, you know, just silly stuff like that, you know, way to, you can fix your foundation, uh, uh, of your home, you know, if you just, uh, put a little bit of this product in it or, or how to fix a cracked windshield with saran wrap and, and a, and a hairdryer, you know, just crazy stuff like that. If it's not going to tear anything up, I'm bound and determined to try it. It was not uh, maybe a year or so ago, and I uh, began to notice my old work car. Uh, it's an old 7. It's got a lot of miles on it, and uh began to notice that I couldn't see at night. I drive to work in the dark, and a lot of times this time of year, I come home in the dark as well, and I couldn't see very good, and I, I looked at my headlights, and they're, they're getting all foggy, all hazy. They're rather old. They've seen a lot of miles, and, and I thought, you know, I, I need to figure out something to do about these things, and, and the last thing to come to mind is buy new headlights, you know, because that the most expensive route. And so there's a lot of products out there. You can go down to Walmart, and, you know, they'll say, restore your headlights. And I thought, well, if they can do it, you know, I can surely, I can figure this out, you know. And so I thought, as I'm standing there in the store looking at all the multiple products that are out there, everything from about a 4 or $5 fix all the way up to uh, 45 to $50 fixes. And I, I'm thinking, what is the best way to get the, the right product for what I need to do for my car and spend the least amount of money to get the great effect. I know I'm not the only one in here that thinks like that. 
And so I'm looking at it, I, I, I came to the conclusion as I'm being overwhelmed by all these products, I'm not nearly educated enough to make a good decision right here. I need to uh, go someplace so I can get some education on what I should do and how I should handle this. So I did what all red-blooded American men do, I Googled it. I opened up my phone and I began to type stuff in. What's the best products? What's the best way to handle this situation? And, and I stood there and I finally settled upon a product. And, you know, I've got my father's blood uh, in me and I also have my mother's blood in me. And, and so my dad, he's always, you know, going the cheap route. And my mom, she was just like, you know, just grab the first thing you see. And, and it's usually the most expensive thing because if it costs more, it's got to be better, right? Not always necessarily true. So, and yes, I had already tried using the uh, off bug spray method on my headlights because I had that. Surely you know what I'm talking about, right? All you have newer cars than I do. You don't have these same problems. You spray a little off bug spray on it, wipe it off, and it magically makes everything clear. It's like brand new again for about 10 seconds. <laughs> and then it's over. You know, some people get their father's DNA. You know, they get their father's wit, their father's charm, their father's good looks. I got my father's tightwad DNA. It passed down to me in a strong, strong line. However, in my defense, uh, I would say that there is a difference in being frugal and being cheap. I mean, that's just my opinion, but uh, you can call me whatever. I, I call myself frugal. Uh, cheap people go for the price point, you know, the cheapest thing that's out there. You know, frugal people go for value. They don't mind spending a little bit more money if, the, if they get a better value with that. That's why Sam's Club makes such a killing. They are dealing with frugal people that see the value in buying uh, 36 rolls of toilet paper at a time. To save 17 cents. I mean, there's, there's that kind of people that are out there. You know, they, they're looking for people that are looking for a good value. Uh, cheap people will buy junk just because it's cheap. But frugal people will spend more money if they think it'll save them money in the long run. And so I like to consider myself frugal, not cheap. If there's one thing that I can't stand is wasting money and time. You know why I can't stand wasting money and time? Because I don't have much of either. <laughs> There's not much to, to be able to waste. You can't waste too much if you don't have very much. It's not like I've got this overabundance of either of those things. And so time and money are things that are very important to me. And that's why if I spend my money on a product, I want the product to work. If I put my time into a product, I want my time to be well spent. So here I am. I'm looking at all these products. My father's frugal DNA flowing through my brain when all of a sudden my mother's DNA kicked in. My father was a rice. My mother was a hassle. You put them all together, you get rassle. Okay. <laughs> 
And, and so there I was. I was standing there wrestling with my decision. Whose DNA is going to kick in? Who's going to win over? And all of a sudden, in a moment of weakness, I just reached up and I grabbed the most expensive thing I could buy. And I rushed out because my father's DNA was pulling me back like this. And I go put that back on the shelf. And I promise you this. If I walk around a store long enough, you've been shopping with me, brother. I will pick up. I'll have an armload of stuff. And by the time that I walk out the door, if my wife's not done trying on her stuff or taking care of buying what she wants to buy, if I walk around with it long enough, if I come back by the same place, I'll hang it back up. I'll put it back up. And she'll say, you're not getting that? You love that. I'm like, nope, nope, don't need it. And I'll walk right back out the store with nothing in my hands because I'm half rice and half hassle. And so by the time I spend enough time wrestling with the idea, my father's DNA will kick back in and I'll walk out the door feeling real good about myself. I didn't spend a dime in there. But you needed that. I'll figure out a way to DIY it. You know, I'll, I'll build it myself. I went home with that. I went to work on those headlights. And after two hours and more money than I wanted to spend, I stepped back and looked at those headlights. I folded my arms. I got a big smile on my face, and I said, they look worse than they did before I started. <laughs> so I'm now the proud owner of a 2007 Mitsubishi with 235,000 miles on it with 2019 headlights in the front of both of them. So I can see driving down the road. I finally had to come to the conclusion that sometimes those things just aren't going to work and a product won't work. Sometimes you just got to go out and replace the old things with something that is new. There are times when trying to get by on the cheap isn't going to work. Amen. The point is, is that old product was a waste. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of energy. It was a waste of money. It was a waste of hope. It was a waste of expectation. And all it left me with was less money in my wallet and a whole bunch of frustration in my life. I said that whole story to say this, that, there, that Paul wanted it to make it very clear that there may be times when living for God may, isn't getting you where you thought it would get you. There may be times in your life where you're plugging away and you're trying to do things the right way. And you pray and you struggle and you try to live right. And at the end of the day, you're, you're asking yourself, you know, where am I further along in my relationship or in my situation than I was before I began to pray? And the honest to goodness answer sometimes, it feels like you're no further along. Sometimes it feels like you're worse off than when you started. And that's just the truth of the matter. Because God's timetable is not the same as your timetable. And the way God works sometimes isn't the way that you would work. But I'm telling you this today. When you pray, amen, you don't pray. 
pray just to just to make something happen instantaneously. Oh, I wish that it would always be that way. I wish that every time somebody stepped up to an altar and asked for prayer that I would lay my hand upon them and, um, and it would all go away and everything would be fine and good. But God doesn't always work that way. So sometimes we get to the place where we start wondering, is prayer even effective? What's the use? What's the point? But the reality is, is that every day that you live for God, it's another victory and that more is going on behind the scenes than you can ever imagine. There are times when your prayer is more effective than you would ever imagine it to be, but just because you can't see what's going on behind the scenes, because you can't see what's going on in the other realm, doesn't mean that God is not working through your prayer. Amen. When you pray, something is happening. When you pray mountains are moving when you pray God is listening Paul said I run to win he understood that there are times when it may seem like you're just swinging your arms but you're not hitting anything until we realize that what we're fighting with is not a physical being It's not a natural thing that when we pray, we are not, we are not doing battle in a natural realm. Oh, there's times as men, we like to put our hands on things. There's times as, as, as humans that we like to fix things, that we want to, we want to throw some money at it, or we want to try something new, or we'll take a suggestion someplace and we'd like to just fix it ourselves. But there's some things in this world that you're never going to be able to fix by yourself. But when you pray, when you fall on your knees, and there are some things that are taking place in a supernatural realm that you may not be able to lay your natural hands on. But I'm telling you this much, there's swords that are clashing. Amen. There's battles that are raging. There's things that are taking place when you pray that your natural eye will never be able to comprehend. But it is a powerful weapon of warfare for the child of God. First Corinthians 9 26 Paul says I don't run with uncertainty what he's really saying here is he said I'm not just aimlessly running I'm not just wandering you know I see a lot of people that that are running just as hard as I run but they don't have any purpose in their running or the purpose behind their running is going to burn up one day it's not going to mean anything amen but Paul said I'm running with certainty I'm here to tell somebody today just because you may not be able to see the finish line from where you're at doesn't mean that you don't know what direction that that finish line is And it's not about just running, but you better be make sure that you're running towards the finish line. Make sure that you're running in the right direction. You may not be able to see that tape that's stretched across that says finish. You may not see people clapping their hands and and, and saying, press on, press on. You may be out in the middle of a wilderness someplace running and you may not be able to see anything but all the obstructions in front of you. But rest assured, there is a finish line. And if you're headed in the right direction, one day you're going 
going to cross that last hill. One day you're going to break through and you're going to see that finish line and you'll know then for a surety that God had his hand upon you and that every prayer you ever prayed pointed you in the direction of the finish line. Paul said, I don't just fight to beat the air. There's times, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and it's going to ring true because I, most of you have been there where it feels like you're swinging your arms and you're hitting nothing. Where it seems like you're, you're wearing yourself down, you're just, you're just going to town and you're swinging your arms. Paul said, but I don't fight, amen, as a, as a one that just boxes the air. I'm not just shadow boxing here. Every time I say, take a swing, amen, you kneel down to pray sometimes and, and you feel nothing. Has anybody ever been there? You've got something on your heart, on your mind. There's a problem in your life or for somebody that you love. And you just know that when you kneel down that that Shekinah glory is going to come down and sweep you up. And you're going to be caught away into the third heaven. And God is going to just anoint you and, and fix everything. But it doesn't always happen that way. Times when we pray and we call upon the name of God and it feels like nothing changes. Read the promises. You claim them for your need. Well, God, you said that you're no respecter of person. If you did it for Job, you can do it for me. If you did it for this one, you can do it for me. You, you, you parted the, the Red Seas and we'll quote all that stuff. And, and, and it's not that God can't do it, but there are times when God says not now. There are times when God says no. And there are times when God says yes, but I have to trust that God knows best my needs. Yes. Listen to me this morning. Mary's having a conversation with Gabriel, an angel. The natural world was having a conversation with the spiritual world. Now, there's been times where I felt like God was receiving, God, you know, the, my prayer, whoo, we were connected. Wow, boom, it was powerful. And, you know, things were, I felt direction and I felt hope and I felt encouragement and I felt strength and guidance and everything that I needed was there. It's an amazing thing, this thing called prayer, because it is the link between the natural world and the spiritual world. That the God who created everything that is, was, and ever shall be has made it available for a common man such as myself to find a place and communicate with him. And he doesn't say, you know what, I, I got a lot of things going on today. I'm trying to keep Mars and Venus in their proper orbit, and I'm trying to keep the sun just far enough away from the earth that, that it doesn't scort, that it doesn't burn y'all alive, and, uh, you know, close enough where y'all can have a little warmth and the sunshine and things can grow. I, I've got all this stuff on my plate. What makes you think that I have time to listen to you about your piddly little problem? But that's not the way it works. God said, when my people pray... 
He's looking forward to the conversation. As a matter of fact, that's why he created mankind in the first place because he desired a relationship and the God that created everything would come down every single day in the cool of the evening and he would communicate with his creation. That has never changed. There's nowhere that I find in the Bible where he said that's ever gone away. He still desires to have a relationship with you. He still desires to talk with you. He cares about your problem, no matter how big or how small it might be. God is in the midst of moving towards his people through prayer. So Gabriel's saying, you're going to have a baby. Mary's saying, I don't understand. She was young, but she wasn't that young. She got how babies are made. Mary said, I've not, not been with a man. This can't happen without a man involved. Mary said, you get nothing. So how can I have a child? I've not been with a man. And if I've not been with a man, then nothing can happen. Gabriel probably just kind of smiled a polite little smile and then said, Mary, when God gets involved, nothing is impossible. For God to step into a situation and nothing to happen, it's impossible. Sometimes, though, that's how you feel. You're feeling like nothing's changing here. Nothing's happening here. Uh, Don't stop allowing the natural world to seek the advice of the spiritual world. Because there are things, it, it didn't happen overnight. Amen. There are things that began to take place. She didn't wake up the next day, nine months pregnant with a child ready to be birthed. No, there was a process that had to take place that took some time. There were some things that had to take place. And that child, that promise uh, from this conversation between the natural and the spiritual wasn't didn't come to fulfillment for nine more months. It took a little time. So what to make us think that because we pray one day that God is going to birth us, promise the next day. There's a process that sometimes must take place. But don't quit praying, honey, because God has already put uh, the seed into the midst for your miracle to be birthed. God is in the midst of making your miracle happen. Even though it may take a process. may not come about the way you think that it should. You may not be able to comprehend what, comprehend what God is doing or why he's doing it. But rest assured that when you pray, things are happening that your natural eyes will never pick up on. So why do we pray? Back to the title of the lesson this morning. We pray because the word says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You know, everybody's got to believe in something. Even an atheist believes in something. Maybe not God, maybe they're not believing, but everybody believes in something. What they believe in might be wrong. It might not be have a good foundation. I choose to believe in the word of God because heaven and earth may pass away, but the word. Man, there's some things that have been settled a long time before I ever came onto the scene. 
And the word is forever settled in heaven. And so I go to scriptures like this. And I, I have to believe that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man is doing a work. You got to do something. It's not just, it's not a noun. It's not just something that is, but effectual and fervent are both words that are action words. The word effectual simply means this, capable of producing an intended effect, adequate and effective resistance. That tells me a whole lot about what I am doing. Amen. When I kneel down on my knees and I begin to call out on the name of Jesus and my prayers become effective, it means that they are capable of producing an intended effect. God, I really am uh, asking you today to heal this one of, of their problem. God, I'm really asking you today to fix this relationship. God, I need a financial miracle. What am I doing? I'm praying an effectual prayer. I'm praying towards an intended purpose. But more than that, I'm also being resistant against the things that would try to come in and steal my faith and steal my faith in the prayers that I'm praying to the God that I'm serving because there is an adversary that wants to whisper in your ear and say, it's no, no good. You're not getting anywhere. Why do you keep asking the same question over and over again. I'll tell you why. Because my prayers are effectual. I'm headed towards an intended purpose, an intended end, and I expect my prayers to be answered. The word fervent means having or displaying a passionate intensity. Hot, burning, glowing. Let my prayers be prayers that are effectual. Let my prayers be prayers that are fervent. I'll tell you why we pray. We pray because not everything can be fixed by human hands. Not everything can be fixed by writing out a check. Not everything can be fixed, amen, uh, in this world by putting our earthly hand on something. You can't crank enough knobs. You can't fix enough things on this earth to fix some spiritual things that can only be repaired through prayer. We pray because we understand that there's more in our spiritual toolbox and hammers and wrenches. We pray because there are mountains that need moved. I'm reminded of something that happened to me years ago. <clears throat> we had a man come to the church down to the altar and he began to pray and this these are things that don't happen to me too often, but they have happened to me just a handful of times in my lifetime. And I was not down praying with him. I was on a uh, an instrument. But the Lord began to move on me, and I had my eyes closed, and I was praying, even though I wasn't a part of the men that were gathered around that man helping him pray. And the Lord began to show me something. It began to show me a spirit that... I, 
was attached to that man like a backpack on his back and it had its arms around this man it was clinging to him and and in my mind I could see the men that were standing around him and he was kneeling down at the altar and as they began to pray I could not hear what they were saying but I could see it was almost like winds that were coming out of their mouth and it was going down as they were praying over this man and the winds would come out of their mouth as they began to pray and and it was starting to pull that 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 spirit off of that man and it was holding on to him him with everything that was in it and as the men began to pray they prayed louder they became more effectual they became more fervent in their prayer and that man began to tremble and he began to shake and I closed my eyes and I watched as that 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 spirit that had a hold of him could no longer keep its claws into him and it, it, it flew off of him as the winds of their prayers pushed it away and it went outside of the church building and it stopped right outside of the church it flew off that man and went through the wall and outside of the church building. I felt like God gave me that, that vision, so to speak, to help me to understand just how prayer operates. He allowed me to see a little insight into the spiritual side of things because when I opened my natural eyes I couldn't see any of that I could hear them praying I couldn't hear what they were saying but I heard the word but when I closed my eyes God allowed me to see the power that was in prayer and what was actually taking place that natural eyes were not able to see God help us comprehend that just because we can't see it with our natural eyes that it's not happening. God, help us as a church to comprehend that the most powerful thing that we have in our arsenal, amen, is to be able to communicate with the spiritual realm and call upon a God who loved us enough to give his life for us and at the very mention of his name, angels can be dispatched, spiritual warriors can be dispatched, things can begin to take place, spirits can fall off of people that have had them bound for years I'm telling you today if you're in this place and you've got something I'm telling you the way to get rid of it is to pray like there's no tomorrow get yourself a relationship with God because when you pray things are happening in your life let me end with this as our music comes today James 5 13 is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. This is the adult Bible class today. But I've always felt like this class ought to set up the next service. And oftentimes, this church, we have people that will come forward, and that's what I want this morning. When we start up this second service, I want you just to trust in what I've just taught you out of the Word of the Lord today. If there's any that are afflicted and afflictions aren't just natural afflictions if there's something that's tormenting you if there's a problem that's out of your control today 
if you've got a need in your life if you're confused about something if there's anger if there's something going on maybe you've maybe you've been feeling the way I've been talking about this morning what's the point maybe you're at the spot in your life where you feel like prayer is useless or you've prayed and you've not got what you wanted for whatever reason the Lord has let you down or you just like to understand I can't promise you that you'll walk out of here today understanding why but I can promise you this that the God that created us he knows why sometimes there's a greater reason there's a bigger plan and a bigger purpose there's a bigger picture and we're we're just seeing a corner an edge because God can stand back a lot further than we can and see it on a larger scale than what we see it maybe God is in the midst of moving you towards the promise the destination the answer but from where you stand you can't see it or feel it and you've gotten to the place where it feels like you're just spinning your wheels and you're wasting your time and you're frustrated and you're dissatisfied this message is to tell you keep praying keep praying keep moving forward so what I'm going to ask for anybody that would be willing in the second service when we pray if you have a need I want all of our ministers to be prepared and come up and help us this morning would you just come down to the front we were, we're not going to take the whole entire service but we're going to take some time and we want to anoint you and pray an effectual fervent prayer over you that God in all of his wisdom and his glory will put his hand upon you today that's why we pray we pray because I can't fix things but he can we pray because I don't understand things but he does we pray because I need to know that even though I'm running this race and I don't see the finish line that I make sure that I'm running in the right direction thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church podcast you can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.